in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Abomination of desolation. These words are from Daniel the prophet. For the believers of the Old Testament, abomination of the desolation refers to the loss of the presence of God in the temple of Jerusalem and the loss of the continuous sacrifices offered there by the priest of the old law. This abomination of desolation came about when the Jews became indifferent to God's law and even indifferent to God himself. Eventually, a pagan king invaded the temple and put a stop to the continual offering of sacrifices. Pagan priests brought in idols and they forced the Jews to worship them. For centuries during the church history, our fathers in the faith also feared the loss of the holy sacrifice of the Mass, the loss of the real presence of God in the Holy Eucharist. With the recent motu improprio traditionalis, traditionis custodes, we have the impression to be in the same situation and we could think that we should get now that we are facing the abomination of desolation and we know that we should receive from our mother church bread instead of stones. We remember also that the brave martyrs of the early church gave their blood rather than abandon the true worship of God in the holy sacrifice. They died horrible death rather than offering sacrifices to the false gods of the Roman Empire. For seven or eight hundred years, Christendom resisted the Muslim invasion of Europe, knowing that to give way was to be converted by force, by the force of the sword, to the religion of Mohammed, to lose the perfect sacrifice and the holy presence at the hands of those who denied the divinity of Jesus Christ. Perhaps no period in history points to the Catholic's devotion to the Mass and to the Blessed Sacrament, more so than that of post-Reformation, for example, in England or in Ireland. People rioted for the return of the Mass. Priests and those who hid priests in their homes were drawn and cartered for the awful crime of offering the holy sacrifice of the Mass. Yet somehow English and Irish Catholic resisted 
the abomination of desolation. They persisted in training and ordaining new priests clandestinely and in providing sacred places where mass might be said and where the real presence of our Lord might be adored. In our time, we might be tempted to see in the terrible tribulations that have gripped the church as this atmosphere of confusion and relativism, we might be tempted to see a foreshadowing of the abomination of desolation. This is a question that we sometimes find us asking ourselves. Could Jesus have been referring to our time when he mentions the abomination of desolation? Could we be approaching this end? Now, of course, we don't know if we are leaving the end. But we maybe, but it's also impossible to get an objective, precise information on such things. Therefore, what are we expected to do? The answer is extremely simple. We ought to prepare for the end of the world in exactly the same way as we prepare for our own personal end. For long before the end of the world comes, we may be called upon to give an account of our lives before God's judgment seat. That is to say that our preparation includes prayer and penance, receiving the sacrament frequently, keeping, in, keeping the commandments of God, and doing good works. We bring about our own personal desolation in the sanctuary, in the shrine of our soul, in the heart of our existence, when we ignore God and his commandments, when we fail to make the Mass the center of our lives, when we try to find meaning and consolation in the world instead of in his holy sacrifice and real presence. If we view the Mass as something that we must do on Sunday, you know, because it is my obligation, I have to do that, rather than the source of my life and my strength, that would be the abomination of desolation. And the current situation in which we are teaches us that nothing is granted, even Holy Mass, and that we are very fragile, but we trust in God's protection. So, all of us that read or hear understand the words of Daniel the prophet. Let us make God and his holy sacrifice and his real presence here in our church, in the tabernacle, the focus of our lives. Let us attend Mass 
as often as possible. And when it is not possible, at least we unite our intentions and our prayers with the priests throughout the world who are offering Mass at that very moment. In this last Sunday of the liturgical year, our soul leads us to offer a prayer of thanksgiving to God for the year that is about to end. The liturgy of the church reminds us that earthly life is short and fleeting. With God's help, we work to keep ourselves in readiness, inflaming endlessly our desire for God, our zeal to serve Him. Here on earth, we have no everlasting dwelling. Our home is in heaven, in the secrecy and in the majesty and the goodness of God's love. If we do so, we have nothing to fear about the future and we remain stable and also reliable witnesses of faith. The world, facing many tribulations, is in great need of fearless witnesses in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.